Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. You are about to step into your destiny. You are about to step into the purpose that he has called you for in your life. The podcast that helps you find and fulfill your purpose in the kingdom. Here we go now. Right now, there are hurting people out there that can connect with no one else except you. Here's your host. Logan Legrand. Hi there, and welcome into the Purpose Podcast. Our guest today is Rachel Mann. And something really cool about Rachel is she was one of the first people that I interviewed when I used to be uh, doing online radio. This was years ago, and she was one of our first big guests that we had um, when she was doing music. She's been doing music in here in Birmingham and then went to Nashville, but she's been all over the country reaching thousands of people. Rachel, how are you doing? How's everything been going? I'm doing well. And that's really cool. I had no clue. I was one of the first people that uh, did an interview with you. How cool is that? And just to go full circle, you know, we're talking now on this podcast, but I'm doing great, you know, hanging in there with everything going on right now in the world. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's Um, definitely been wild. (laughs) Yeah, it has. It has. So, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So uh, just kind of give us background. You were here in Birmingham and we met through John Walden, which does radio as well. Uh, Are you in Nashville now? Is that where you live? No, um, actually, I'm currently outside of Atlanta. Um, So I lived in Nashville for a really long time. Um, I lived there for close to seven years and late 2016, early 2017, I made a leap and a jump to Atlanta and it was not really planned, but, um, looking back now, I'm glad I did for the time period that I'm here and I'll go into it with the song, but I wouldn't have even had the song that I had now if I didn't move to Atlanta. So I think, you know, God has a timing, he has a plan. Um, and for me, I was supposed to move when I did. So, but now I'm currently in Atlanta and, I've loved being here. It's been great. Yeah. A lot of times it d- never makes sense to us when God asks us to do a huge move like that. And then later we're like, whoa, okay. Now I see what you were doing, Lord. <laughs> yeah. And and it's interesting too, because during interviews that I've had before, like where I've talked with people, um, they're like, you know, why did you move from Nashville to Atlanta? And at the time, like I knew that it was that God wanted me to do it, but it's kind of hard to explain to somebody because Nashville is music city. Like why would I move from, I'm a musician. So why would I move from music city to, to Atlanta, which does also have music, but it's not like Nashville. Like when you're in Nashville, everybody pretty much sings. Like that's why people move there is to do music. And so I would even question sometimes myself, like, I don't know. I just knew I was supposed to. (laughs) And now I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I did when I did. And and you have really a cool story. You really started, um, you know, I started at a really young age. I'm still pretty young. So when we had our interview, I was like extremely young. I can't believe John Walton even <laughs> let me come hang out. I think I was probably, what was I? I was 13 or 14. What? Oh, yes. Wow. Um, and so I was so like crazy. trying to pull everything off as professional as I could. Um, and it's crazy, like how many people I've been able to interview just because of asking and no one's really figured out my age, but I'm 20 now. Um, and so hopefully Hopefully, as I continue to, to grow, then God will continue to bless it. 
But something that I love about you is you started at a young age too. Um, At seven seven years old is when you started singing. See, I started really preaching when I was like 11, uh, 12, right there in those those age ranges right there. So it's really weird when you start young, though. It is. And that kind of shows you like, especially because when you're that young, not that you're not going to be, some people might be really mature in their relationship with God at that young age. I mean, that it does happen, but for me and probably for you, I mean, I was a Christian, but like, I was so young. I, I didn't really think about stuff like that. I wasn't asking God, God, I want to sing. Can you make me sing? Yeah. I didn't even think about it. I was just going to school, hanging out with my friends. You know, I was a little seven-year-old kid. So the last thing I thought about was singing. And probably the last thing you probably really thought about was preaching. But when God puts it in you, it's there. And a lot of times it happens, you, you figure it out when you're a kid. And so a lot of, when, when I talk to people, sometimes a lot of people don't know what their plan, what their purpose is in this world, even in their thirties, forties, or fifties, they're still trying to figure that out. And a lot of times it's, it's what you had as a child and people sometimes forget that because they have to work a normal job and they just have to try to make a living and make ends meet. But God's created all of us to do something. And so for me, being seven years old, I literally just woke up one morning and I started singing and that's it. I haven't quit since (laughs) 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 probably my family's like, stop. No, but but I I sing every day. I mean, it's just, it makes me happy. Um, but yeah, it's, that's cool. It's cool the way that God works because it's a lot of times when you are, when you are young like that. When did you like really figure out, okay, this is what I want to do in my life? Cause I know we all have that divine moment that we know this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I remember. So when I started, when I started singing at seven, I basically self-trained myself in my room to sing. Cause I loved it so much. I had a karaoke machine and what I would do is I, I would actually teach myself how to sing harmonies. I just enjoyed it so much and I loved it. Yeah. But I remember, so I used, when I was younger, I used to do a lot of skits and videos and we had like a VCR camera. So we would take before cell phones, of course. So we would take, you know, video camera with our VCR and we would do plays and skits and all this kind of stuff. And I remember being 14 years old and just vividly saying aloud, like, I want to be a Christian singer when I grow up. That's what I want to do. And of course, like as time went on, when I went to high school and stuff like that, that kind of changed a little bit because in that time period is when Britney Spears was really popular and Jessica Simpson and Mandy Moore and all these people. So I was like, well, I can do what they're doing. That's what I want to do. But there was a time after that, probably in my later, uh, earlier twenties, I, for me personally, and I I think you can still be a Christian and love God and be in the non-Christian industry. It's definitely there. There's so many people that, love the Lord and are, are not singing Christian music. They're just singing clean music. But for me personally, I remember I had a one-on-one encounter with God. I remember I just, I vividly heard him say, do you want to do this for the world or do you want to do it for me? And when I heard that, I knew I said, God, I want to do it for you. And at that point I wasn't teeter tottering anymore back and forth. Like I could do this and I could do that. Um, I just knew I was supposed to do Christian music. Uh, but do I love all music? 
yes, except for pretty much opera, I'm going to love music. <laughs> um, I love different styles. I love R&B. I just, I love music in general, but, and I sing stuff at weddings sometimes, like that may not be a Christian song, but it's a good lyrics and they're, they're love songs or whatever. But for me personally, I know that my calling, what God created me to do is to lead in Christian music. That's what I believe he's created me to do. Yeah. And I think that it's really like a life that you live. You have to carry the light wherever you go. Um, and it, it would be easy. Like a lot of people talk about preaching like on the streets and a lot of people, for a lot of people that means holding up a big sign that says, Hey, you're going to hell if you don't turn. But really, if you look at Jesus, I mean, his ministry was just loving people and sometimes being able to use different genres, not, not something that goes against the word of God, but just a different genre to where you can introduce the light, you know, through his love, then it's just a great opportunity to do that. Exactly. So. And, and that's actually opened up a lot of doors for me um, because what happens is when I do sing at weddings or events, a lot of times you're just singing like at last by Etta James, or you're singing, you know, um, just a Carpenter song, you know, Karen Carpenter, who a lot of people love her. You're singing stuff like that. And then you'll get a, someone says, Hey, I loved your songs. Do you have a business card? Give them your business card. I have a business card. It has my website on there. Give them the business card. And it has, all my information on there, my songs, who I am, what I do. And at that point, it's like, oh, she sings this. And a lot of times you actually get booked from events, like to sing at churches or whatever, or concerts from something you did that wasn't even um, necessarily a Christian event. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely opportunities and to definitely love, show love um, like that. It's, it's great. And there's been a lot of doors that have opened from that for sure. Yeah, it's it's all in the the walk that you live. I also want to hear a little bit about starting so young, what that was like. I know you said there was a decision that you had to make there to kind of transition into only really doing Christian music uh, through what you write, at least. I want to hear about the struggle when you were younger, because I know a lot of people who start in their purpose um, at a young age, they, they feel a struggle. A lot of people kind of neglect their calling too. So I'd like to hear, you know, what was that like? What was the struggle like? Yeah. I mean, I think it's still a struggle now, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when I was, when I was younger, I mean, it, it was hard because, you know, I, nobody sang in my family and mm -hmm to try to prove to people like, this is what I feel like God's made me to do when nobody in my family does it. Um, I, my first solo at church was 10. Uh, it was Michael W. Smith. Somebody loved me. I, I grew up listening to him. I loved his music. And so that's the first song I ever sang in church. I was so nervous. Um, but as I got a little bit older and maybe in my middle school years, I started singing at my school and just stuff like that. But it was, because it, it's hard because sometimes I was the only person that sang in my, in my class, in my school, pretty much. It was just me. Um, nobody really did what I did. And so sometimes you feel like an outsider. You really can feel like an outsider because you're doing all this stuff and nobody else does it, nor do they understand the emotional impact that singing has. You know, when, as a preacher, when you go and preach up on stage and you have to preach about so many sermons a day on a Sunday, and then you have to go to somebody's hospital bed and go to this. You're giving, 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 giving of yourself. And it can be exhausting to the point where you have to, 
not that God won't give you the grace to do it and he won't, whatever he's called you for, he will equip you to do. So it's not like God won't give you that special grace to do it. But for me, like singing is an emotional thing. It's very emotional because you're giving of everything that you are to, to the listener and just of yourself, you're giving it all. So, you know, sometimes to try to explain that to somebody, you know, when, when you're done singing and you just want to be quiet and they're like, why don't you do this, 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 and this, and this. And it's like, you don't understand. I've got to be quiet. I've got to be quiet. I've got to recuperate from what I just did because especially when you're done, when you sing at a, at, a, at an event and you're singing six, seven, eight, nine, ten songs, that's a lot, you know? And then afterwards people come up and they want to talk with you. So you have to, you have to, you know, talk with people and see how they are. And um, I just think the struggle is a lot of times, a lot of people don't do what you do. Um, and then sometimes you can feel like an outsider. Uh, and then it's a, it's an emotional thing all, all at the same time. But at the same time, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's the biggest joy. I, I'm so thankful. It's a, it's a stress reliever for me to sing. You know, a lot of people go outside and go running and hiking. That's what they do to, if they have a bad day. For me, singing just, it's, it's what it, it gives me joy. It's like a, I'm just so thankful that God gave me the gift of music because it's, it, it helps. It helps when you have a, you know, with, with everything even going on in our world today, like with the COVID and everything, it, it helps, you know, just to have that. But it can definitely be a struggle. Um, and the good thing about moving to Nashville is that you meet people that are just like you. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, you sing too? Oh, you understand? Okay. And I've, I've had actually dear friends that I will have the life that I met in Nashville. So, and they all sing. So they all, they all get it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think everything has a sacrifice. I mean, any, any type of ministry that you're going to step into is going to be sacrificial. I mean, the scripture says, you know, carry your own cross. So it's, it really is that way. And sometimes it's not near as easy as it may look if you're following, uh, people on social media, it may look like they have everything together, but you don't understand the mess that they just went through to get that story. Yeah. And I, when I was living in Nashville and I've done some here too, I've actually helped, um, backstage at concerts and events. So I would pick up, you know, artists and drive them to their locations. And cause I, for me, I was like, I know how hard they work and I know what it feels like to give and give and give. So I was like, I just want to give to them. So I, you know, volunteer my time to go and help and drive them around or whatever. And I, I mean, I, I would have conversations with well-known people in the industry and they would just tell me all that they're going through, they would just pour it out. Like, you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. And, um, and I just, you know, for me, it was an opportunity for me to, you know, say a prayer for them or just even when they left my car, just to lift them up in prayer because nobody knows really, you know, social media can be great, but it also can be bad because people look at it and say their life is perfect. But then if you actually stepped in their home and you saw what they were actually doing and how things were, you'd realize this isn't perfect. And the grass is not always greener on the other side. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. I I get to struggle. I mean, everybody faces it no matter what it is. It can be simple things. And sometimes that's for, for those people who have multiple jobs. Um, Not everybody has the privilege of being full time and it's even more sacrificial when you get in that area. Um, But it's difficult 
with really every area of life. Everybody struggles in some type of way. But what I what I love is when people can take their struggle, you know, take their issues and use that for the glory of God. And I think that's what you do a lot in your songs when you're writing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the songs. So actually most of the songs that I have that are out on iTunes and Spotify, um, I don't have every song that I've written out, but most of the ones that I've had written that are out that I wrote or either co-wrote and um, they all come from stories that I've gone through stories that other people have gone through that they've told me and I've related to them back and forth. Uh, things that went on with when I was in high school. Um, there's a song that I did back in, gosh, early 2000s. It was called Satisfied. And it used to be, it was played on 93.7 WDJC in Birmingham. They used to spin that thing all the time. And um, it was it was talking about, you know, how, no, excuse me, it's called Real Thrill. I'm sorry, I have a song called Real Thrill. Satisfied they played too, okay. but a song called Real Thrill that I wrote, yeah. um, it was about, being in high school and how everybody goes to these parties, right? And a lot of people go to these parties and they're doing underage drinking and all that kind of stuff. So I wrote Real Thrill about the fact that the true thrill comes from your relationship with God, not by going out and partying, not by doing this and doing that. Because, you know, I, I tell people, I'd rather go home at night if that means that I'm not the most popular person, if it means I'm not the most cool person, if it means that I have only a handful of friends, because, you know, I would rather go home at night feeling at peace, you know, that I didn't just go out and just do all this stuff just to fit in. Um, Cause a lot of people, they just go out just to do stuff just to fit in. And that's what I wrote real throw about, especially about the temptations of, you know, going to these underage drinking parties or doing stuff like that. So a lot of things that I've written have come from personal experiences, but again, things that people have gone through themselves, other people have gone through. And I just wrote a song about some things that they shared with me. So, um, yeah, it, they're very personal. Definitely, definitely yeah. personal. It's almost like a a small window into someone's life if you're really being authentic. And that's what really good songwriters do is really share the truth and the authenticity of what's actually happening in their life. And then it impacts other people. It does. One of my favorite songwriters, um, I had somebody ask me a question. They said, if you could work with anybody, who would it be? I think Brandon Heath is a really good writer. I don't know if you've ever like really heard some of his stuff, but He's got some really good songs out there. And I'm sure he might have co-wrote some of his stuff or whatever, but his stuff is very true. It's very relatable. Um, It's, you know, there are stories that he's written. And it's like when you hear it, you're like, oh, I understand. I get that. Because even if we we all haven't gone through the same thing, we like you said, we all have gone through a struggle. So anybody can relate to a song that has to deal with a struggle, you know? But yeah, I just, my prayer is when I write a song that people can relate to it, they're touched by it and encouraged by it. Yeah, definitely. And I, and a lot of people right now, they feel like they have no control and this is, I'm not even going to try to make this smooth. We're just going to lead right into it. I want to hear about how you wrote this song control. So crazy enough. I didn't write this song. Okay. This, okay. But I do have a story behind it. So when I moved, that's, this is one of my, why I moved to Atlanta stories. Yeah. And there's actually another story of why, um, but, uh, 
So when I moved to Atlanta, I started, uh, I got connected with a church here in town out on the outskirts of Atlanta. And I met with the worship pastor there hearing me sing. And then so they started having me on to sing a couple of Sundays here and there. And so I, um, the first Sunday that I sang at the church, there, there's this thing called Planning Center, and that's where we get yeah. all of our songs from. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to the songs on Planning Center, and I heard this song called Control. And I was like, I wrote him a text message. I said, who wrote this song? This song is incredible, and it sounds nothing like the version that you hear. Now, it's my version is completely different than the original one. And he said, well, I wrote it. And I said, are you kidding me? Like, I was like, I feel like this song was made for me. Like, I feel like it fit perfectly for my voice. I felt like it was just perfect for what I would say. Um, it was like made for me. And so at that point, I was in the market of starting to want to work with uh, a producer again and start working on some songs. And so I reached out to that worship pastor and I said, hey, would you give me permission to record it? And he said, sure. So we had to file all the paperwork. There's a lot of paperwork you have to file to give him permission to let me record it. All the business stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, but, uh, but I started working with um, another miracle was Nathan Walters uh, from Plus One. Do you remember that group, Plus One? They were like the boy band, Christian group. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I grew up listening to them and... I had always wanted to work with Nathan. It was like, cause they've been around since the early 2000s. So that's like, yeah. that's kind of like your time period. Right. So it's like yeah, when you're a little kid, they were, uh-huh. yeah. So, <laughs> so for me, like I grew up listening to them. I went to all their concerts. Like I got front row. Like I was, I was all about plus one. I loved it. Um, and then when I met Nathan in 2011 in Nashville, cause that's where they were, he and his wife were living there at that point, I wanted to work with him on a song, but it never worked out because they moved to LA and I remained there and I started working with somebody else. But, um, but then in 2018, when I first heard the song, that's when I reached out to Nathan and I said, Nathan, I'd love to work with you on the song. Let's do it. I got permission. Let's go. Well, we technically didn't start working on the song until 2019. And little did I know when we were working on this song, that this was going to be happening in our world today. I had no clue. I mean, nobody, unless God told you, because there are some people I believe God can share things with to give us warning. Um, but for me, I, I didn't know any of this was going to happen. And so I, when I, when I started working on this song, it's just, the whole thing is a miracle because the song took forever to complete Um just because of different things I was recording in Nashville. So I had to drive back and forth and back and forth to record with, with Nathan. And the song technically was not done until February of 2020. Yeah. Which is right around when the tornado happened too. Right. In Nashville, right. You talk about the Nashville one. Yes, exactly. Uh So that's, that's another miracle of why I believe I moved to Atlanta is because the apartment I was living in was hit directly by that tornado. So, yeah, so I could have been living there when it, when that happened. Um, I'm just so many things. I'm just very thankful. I'm not, I, at that point, you know, that I left when I did. Um, but 
it's all around the tornado time. The tornado hit March the 3rd, I believe. So it was all around that time period. And then right after that is when all this hit. So it was just, to me, it's just perfect timing. I mean, because so many people are stuck indoors. So many people can't leave their house. And um, I just think the song came out and I was getting frustrated because it was taking so long. But now I look back and I'm thankful it took as long as it did. <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense now, right? Yeah, it does. At the time, I didn't see it, but <laughs> I do now. Yeah, so to just dig in a little bit deeper, I, I want people to actually go listen to the song, but I want to hear about just some of the lyrics because I've listened to it probably 10 times uh, just because I really wanted to, to <laughs> I wanted to make sure I really understood what you were talking about before we really dug into it. But it, I can say it's very powerful just to listen to the words. A lot of people just like to listen to the music, but to really dig into the words. I think that a lot of people who are dealing with stress and anxiety and just you know, really paying attention to just focus on God right now, this song would help. Yeah, I do too. So the words say, um, it's, it's, it's so perfect. The beginning verse says, I will not be shaken for every fear you've taken, standing firm on every promise. I know you're in control. And right there alone is everything going on with this in the world right now. I have so many friends and family members that are struggling, um, you know, financially. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Um, family members lost their jobs. They're, you know, trying to get unemployment. And there's even issues of trying to get that. And it's just a lot of people are fear. People have children and they're scared. You know, how am I going to feed my child? You go to the grocery store and there's lines at the grocery store. You have to be six feet apart from everyone. They only allow a certain amount of people in at a time. It's um, it's that right there will put fear in you right immediately because you're like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What's going to do? I don't want to get it. I don't want to. And the thing is God, when you're saved and you're a Christian and Jesus is number one in your life, you, you don't know when your next day, your last breath's going to be. So you, you have to live your life. Like each day is your last because, you know, God forbid you could get in a car accident or anything can happen. So, you know, when, when we go about our normal days back and forth, driving to work or doing this, or going to the grocery store, or doing that, a lot of people just don't even think about it. They're just going and going and going. But a lot of people now are fearful that they're going to get sick. They're going to get their family sick. And, you know, we just have to trust that God knows the hairs on our head and he knows the numbers of days that any of us are going to be here. Um, we can't control that, control that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, but this, the chorus says strongholds now are broken. Things change yes. because of words you've spoken. One thing I know for certain is that you're reigning over us and a stronghold could be anything. It could be, it could be fear. It could yeah. be doubt. It could be anxiety. It could be worry. Um, it could be anything. It could be another sin that you're struggling with or dealing with or um, just insecurity. Insecurity can be a stronghold because yeah. God wants us to be confident in who he created us to be. And so, you know, anything can be a, can be a stronghold. So uh, but especially with what's going on right now, the sickness, sickness is a stronghold. OK, so God's strongholds now are broken. God, I believe that you can heal me from this. If it be in your will, heal um, heal me from this. And, um, I just, I, and then the, the verse, the bridge goes, no fear, no doubt. I'll call your name and chains are broken. I mean, there couldn't be anything more fitting with what's going on right now. I mean, really, um, 
chains are broken, chains are broken. And, um, so I just, I really pray, you know, even when I sing it and even if none of this was going on in our world right now, um, people would still need to hear the song because anybody can struggle with anything, you know, fear, anxiety, whatever. Um, so I think it's a, it's an on-time song, but it's a timeless song, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. In all ways, I mean, people who are struggling with strongholds need a way to really get out of it um, and really feel free. And I think really the the enemy has tried to make so many people feel bound through the virus and all things like that that are going on. But then I think, what about before that? Uh, people may not even just be bound in deep things like anxiety or sin, but maybe you're just bound um, in fear for not stepping out, you know, with those gifts that are in your heart, you know, maybe you have that gift of singing, but people are just afraid to move or that gift of preaching or you know, whatever that may be. It, maybe it's to start a new business. It's easy to begin to walk in fear and, and frustration and God wants to break those strongholds so people can really walk in it. It's about trust, right? That's, that's the hardest thing. And it's, I think we're all still learning how to trust God more, but right now we have to do that in such an intense way. And even right now, like go into the fear of starting a new business and stuff like that, you know, so many businesses have to shut down now. So it's a lot of people, their livelihood and their dreams, they've shut down, but then they may have to start again. And so the fear of starting that again, like, should I even start over? Should I start new? Should I start again? And just, just to branch out and continually do what you feel like you're, what God created you to do. Um, it, it all ties into that. So you're exactly right. It could be anything fear of going out and doing God created you to do, or just fear of getting something, getting the virus or whatever. So you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And I feel like a lot of people have been asking me because I've done a couple of interviews on other people's podcasts. They're like, well, how are things going during COVID-19? And a lot of people have become unstable in what they're doing. But for us, this has been probably one of the greatest opportunities uh, to just share his love, share his grace. We already focused on social media a lot, but this is even a bigger opportunity. And that's why I love, you know, back in the day, everybody had CDs and things like that. But now you're able to, some people still have CDs. I still like CDs, but, um, <laughs> but now, you know, you can get it digitally. So you don't even have to, to leave your house. Um, you can find it on all digital outlets with the CD, uh, with the CD on iTunes, with the CD on Amazon or wherever it is. Um, but it's everywhere and it's, it's important. I think that really God is revealing to us the opportunities we have through media. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I, I've, I tell a lot of people right now have not had a lot of things going on. And to be honest with you, I've literally had one of the busiest seasons. I've had so many online zoom calls. I've had so many online worship services that I've sung for. Um, it's been really busy. It's been really yeah, <laughs> it has been. But I'm a people person, so I need to stay connected with everybody. That's my thing. Like if I even if right now all I can do is a Zoom call, I'm I'm thankful to do Zoom call because I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm made. <laughs> I've got to be around people. I, I'm I'm definitely a people person, so um, I'm thankful for this kind of technology that we're able to communicate. Because yeah. I tell you what, if 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 this wasn't here right now, a lot of people would probably be struggling even more. Exactly. Yeah, that's totally true. 
So they can find the song over on your website. I'm sure there's links over there and things like that. Rachelman.org. Yes. Yes. And it's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-M-A-N-N.org. So, um, but also you can go to Spotify. It's on Amazon, Google play, iTunes, um, it's on all those formats. So you can, you can just type in my name and type in control. The thing about the album cover, a lot of people are like, wait, it doesn't have your name on it, but it just says control. It has no, it has no name. Uh, you know, the, the guy that the, the company I put the song through, they're like, you know, the name speaks for itself. So it's like no name. Um, so it just says control. And uh, so if you see that, most likely that's going to be it. Um, but you can, and, and two, put it on a, a, a playlist of yours. If you have a playlist that you love, that's like a gospel playlist or an inspirational playlist or a worship playlist, put on one of your playlists. And, um, and I have a YouTube uh, lyric video. So feel free to go to Rachel Mann, type in control and share that lyric video anywhere that you want. Um, it's just all about getting the word out. You know, exactly. And this this is even uh, a good opportunity for for churches to use this and send out to their members as everybody's in quarantine, maybe just an encouragement to send out. Yes, exactly. So if you're a pastor, um, you know, if you are maybe a secretary at a church and you'd like, I need to send this song out to some people, just send it out to whoever, whoever you feel like may need it through text messaging. I've been sending it out to so many people, even my friends, and I hope I'm not bothering them, but <laughs> it's just like, here you go. Here's my new song, burp, you know? Yeah. But uh, I just, I want people to be encouraged. You know, any, I think music has a way of lifting people up. You know, anytime we get in the car, what do we usually do? Turn on music. Exactly. What are we doing when we're working out? We're listening to music. Music is a very powerful tool. Very powerful. Um, So, you know, I, I'm grateful that I was given the gift to do it. Um, But I, I, I want to use it for good. And exactly. So I just pray that this song encourages everybody who hears it, even if it's not your style, you know, everybody has their own style, their own worship style, their own. I tell people, even if you don't, if this is not your style or hopefully the words will encourage you. Yeah. That's, that's what's important is to listen to the words and we will, we will make sure that all those links are down below with all the places to find the song as well on YouTube. So you can find that in the podcast notes. And also if you're watching on YouTube, you can find that on the bottom of the video. Let me ask you this, because I know a lot of people, um, they're watching and we talk about purpose here. We've, we have dug deep into that, but I just have to ask this because I know there's one person right now, at least that's listening. And it's like, Hey, I want to ask her, if I was in the same place, if I felt like I had a call to go out into music ministry, what would you say? Well, I would definitely say, do what you feel like God's told you to do. Um, every, everybody has a different calling. So my story is going to be completely different than your story. Uh, whatever I'm, I've done in my life is not going to be the same as you. We may sing, sing similar styles. I have a lot of friends that we sing, we all sing the same kind of music, but they're all different. And what they are made to do, who they're called to minister to, are completely different than who I am. We may have some similar groups here and there, but they may feel like they're supposed to come over here and I'm know that I'm supposed to come over here. So what I would say is, you know, I, I can't tell you how every step 
work to where I got now, it's all been a journey and it's all been a step because I've started at seven and I'm definitely not seven now. So yeah. it's like, it's, 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 it's been a journey and I'm not even where I believe I'm going to be, you know, I'm yeah. still on the journey. Um, so I would just say, do what you, you believe that God's told you to do. There's probably going to be some obstacles in the way there always is, you know, but just, um, trust God through those obstacles and ask him to open the doors that no man can shut. That's my biggest prayer. Open doors. No man can shut, close the doors. You don't want me to walk through. I pray that all the time. Amen. Well, thank you, Rachel, again, for taking time to be here on the podcast today. Again, all the information to find her song is going to be down below in the description. And I pray that you do that. Don't try to follow someone else's journey, but really ask God to set those steps in front of you. Thank you again for joining us today. And never forget, you have greatness and potential on the inside of you. All you have to do is live it out.